You are listening to DreamWork with me, your dream therapist, Jennifer Kaplan. In each podcast, we will hear a dream together. I will listen to it for the first time with you. You will begin to see the kind of questions to ask and the way to listen for meaning in the answers. This podcast will help you begin to understand your own dreams and see and hear them differently. Hopefully, you will feel how all our dreams are steeped in meaning and a rich well of resources for self-study and self-actualization in its most gentle form. two episodes, we will be listening to a 20-year-old dream and a current dream. Both of these dreams refer to an injury that needs resolution. These episodes contain graphic sexual material. Please listen responsibly. Let's hear the dream. Right now? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so the one that's really crazy is I was, when I was living with my ex when I was 18. I lived with him for two years. My parents were absolutely against it because he was twice my age. They called him a pervert. They went to the room in the bay and yelled at him, you're raping our daughter because I was so much younger than him. I was half his age, but I was 18, so I was legal. And uh, he said, you know, your parents won't accept it. You can come live with me. You don't have to pay rent, anything. So, you know, I'll take care of you. So we did. As so we lived in the annex in a house above the Toronto Arts Council. And in my dream, my mom was there staying over, I guess. And I came back from having sexual relations with Eddie Murphy. And uh, he had uh, ejaculated in me, and I was wearing my underthings. And my mother knew that I ran into the washroom to clean up. And my mom says, I know what you've done. Let me see your underwear. I'm like, what the heck? How could she read my mind? How does she know what's going on? So yet I was in the house of the guy that I was living with. I didn't feel like I was cheating on him, but here I am with a celebrity actor. And my mother was against my boyfriend, the guy I lived with, but yet she cared that I was having an extramarital fling with some guy, you know, Eddie Murphy. So I, I'll always, like this dream was a good 20 years ago, no longer, maybe 25 years ago. And I remember it very vividly. And I just know that my mom, I don't know if she disapproves of extramarital, but she definitely didn't approve of the boyfriend. And she always wants to she likes to know what's going on in my life all the time. She's very nosy. She was always like, oh, are you going out to have sex with people? I'm like, no, I'm just going to go to a concert, hang out with my girlfriends. So I'm always trying to prove like I'm not doing things like that. So I always dress appropriately when I go out, sensible. But when I want to go with my friends, I want to dress nice and, you know, trendy. So that dream just not it haunts me, but it, I just, I remember it so vividly. And I'm like, oh my God, why is it Eddie Murphy? Why can't it be someone I really am attracted to? 
right? I can't mm-hmm. control who it is, right? I wish it was Keanu Reeves, right? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was Eddie, and he had a really big thing. So you, too. I was going to ask, you remember the sexual experience? Yeah. yeah, and he just, he didn't even ask me if I was on the pill or anything. He just ejaculated me. And I remember I was like, oh my God, I have to go home and clean this up, right? I don't even remember the, if it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to because he was a celebrity, right? Because I was very young then. So you remember that your intention was, I want to have sex with a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. And you also have in the dream this very intense sexual shaming. Yeah. Like in your this. own home. Yeah. And is that a function that's still operational? Do you still feel sexual shame for um, your desire? Back when I was living at home, yes. I could never, ever admit I even had sex with anyone to mm-hmm. my parents. Whether it's a boyfriend or like they didn't, I never, ever discussed any sex with my parents. Never. Especially my mom. Like it's kind of a faux pas in the Asian culture. You don't talk about intimacy, whether it's, you know, love, intimacy. Or, yeah, or um, just a one night stand, you know, just you have needs as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I had a pretty high libido, I think, in my 20s. But you were made to feel very badly about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents were like, yeah, you're just going to get pregnant. You might as well just be a prostitute or a stripper. You know, why don't you get paid for it, right? They just don't believe in pleasure. Mm-hmm. Like sex is not for pleasure. It's to procreate. It's to have children. That's it. Um, do you think your mother has ever enjoyed her sexual no. life? Yeah, because I've heard her when I was very young screaming and I thought she was in pain. And I guess the door was open. We could all hear it, the kids, right? Because we have like bare floors. You get mm. And I'd be like, Mom, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? And she's like, oh, I have a really bad stomach ache. So that's what I believed when I was a child, like eight, nine years old. And then now I'm like, oh, that's no stomach ache. She was having sex with my dad. But then they had separate rooms later. So like she wasn't beating her up. Like I know I I look back and I'm like, oh, that's how she sounds. Because I've never really heard my mom raise her voice much. But you make it sound like it hurt. Well, just that sounds like Asians. It's never they don't express themselves in a pleasurable way. It's almost like it's more for the guy. Right. It's like a selfish thing. Because my mom's very selfless. My dad's more selfish. So I can see why it would sound kind of painful. Like when I'm eight years old, I don't know what it is, right? I could hear it still. Mm-hmm. And then I remember going to the washroom in the ensuite and I saw my dad washing something. <laughs> it was really dark uh-huh. and the sink is low. So I'm like, oh my God, was he washing his privates? Like, mm. like right after the. The moan, like the, I don't want to say screaming, but the. the Exclamation. Yes. The exclamations. exclamations. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like pleasure, like she's having an orgasm. It was more Mm -hmm. like, you know, like I've watched porn, so I know how it sounds. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my parents did have sex when I was younger, even after having the three of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then they had separate bedrooms shortly after and then definitely never happened again. 
Oh, so that was kind of traumatizing for me. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's a lot of trauma. Out. Yeah, it's, it grosses me right out. And so can you imagine that it would have taught you that the only kind of sexual pleasure you can get isn't allowed? Yeah. Right? Which yeah. would inform these decisions. Yeah. Like, um, you know, if you want to really have sexual pleasure, getting married and having children yes. is definitely not the way. Yes. That this is the message I have received loud yes. and clear. But, you know, the dream is saying that you also are carrying your inner mom. Yeah. Shaming you. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that's part of your sexual experience is I'm really not allowed. Even if I have a high libido, which yeah. is totally normal. Yeah. And I want to have sex, which is totally yes. normal. Yes. I still have to feel badly about yes. it. Yes. Always. I had to hide it all my life. Like all through my teenage and my twenties. Like when I lived at home, I had mm-hmm. to hide it. Like, I'm sleeping at my friends, my girlfriends. But to the point where you ended up living with someone who really wasn't appropriate for you. Yeah. Twice my age, 18. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not an ageist. That might have ended yeah. up being the love of your life, but it seems like you were doing it only because that's the only way you were allowed. Yes, yes it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because they said, you want to date him over our dead body? Mm. You're dating him living under our roof? You know, you'll have to move in with him. And they didn't think I would. So when I told him, he's like, yeah, please live with me. You don't have to pay rent. I'll take care of you. And so I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, sure. Mm. Yeah. And then I was able to do it three times a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was happy too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I look back. I'm like, oh, yeah, he was happy. So yeah. um, why did this relationship end? Um, Because it was two years and I had this rule inside my head, like, two years makes it or breaks it. Like, I think I heard someone say that to me and Mm -hmm. I say it to this day, like to some friends, I'm like, two years, you know, if this is the guy for you. And if it's not, why not just dissolve it? Because you're wasting everyone's time. You're wasting his time. You're wasting your own time. You could be with the love of your life or the one. So why prolong it? Well, because um, sometimes people are slow learners, yeah. because sometimes you do learn a lot in a relationship, even if it, you know, doesn't end up being the one. Yeah. Um, because you were being directed, I think, by something yeah. that you actually don't approve of. Yeah. I think that's what the dream was a lot about. I mean, it's an old dream, so mm-hmm. we can't really make much use of it now, but mm-hmm. for you to heal younger yes. Emily, to know, you know, you were directed in like given directions to one place, but the only way to get there was to go completely the wrong way. Yes. Yes. And you've paid a very high price for mm-hmm. it, I imagine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the dreams where um, we have all of these fluids, you know, unfortunately they predict a certain amount of destiny. So I would, if I had worked on this with you at the time, I would be giving you very different information, but you were very much driven in the wrong direction to pursue the wrong kind of person Yeah, so that you could enjoy yourself Yes, because you weren't allowed to enjoy yourself with the right person, right? So yeah, very interesting um, dream. And what do you associate with Eddie Murphy or did you back then? Or can you remember? Um, Because I'd never been with a black guy. And everyone's like, oh, you should go with a black guy. They have big dicks. I'm like, oh, really? 
I've never seen one. I had never seen one before. Mm-hmm. I'd never been with one. So I'm like, so I guess, I don't know. I watched a lot of his movies back then because I like funny guys. So, but I wasn't attracted to him. Right? I just mm-hmm. thought he's a funny guy. He's a great actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very strange. I, I thought about him. Maybe I watched a movie of his recently. So sometimes when I think of someone before I sleep, I dream about them. Everybody thinks that, but actually it's our associations. Yeah. Um, you know, we in a day see thousands of faces. Mm-hmm. Um, so even during the pandemic, just watching things, we saw thousands of faces yeah. and it, it informs our inner life, whether, you know, it happened yesterday or, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, certain people I've worked with are afflicted with dreaming about like a famous celebrity all of the time. And yeah. they don't, they're like, why though? But why? You yeah. Know? And I'm like, because you're rejecting the energy. Oh. So it's coming to you in its purest form. Like Eddie Murphy is a very specific kind of yeah. person. Yeah. Right. There aren't, there's no one else Mm-mm. like him. And I think um, his talent is one thing. His ambition is another mm-hmm. thing. But um, sex and dreams is not, you know, so much about the intercourse as it is about communion. Oh. And so because it's all tied up in this dynamic with your family and the shaming and not Mm. being allowed to have pleasure. I think it probably was you not really accepting your greatness Mm -hmm. and, you know, not really making room for, I'm really funny and I'm very clever Mm -hmm. and I'm unique and there's only one of me Mm -hmm. and I'm allowed to enjoy all that too. I think that's a part of this dream and that it got all kind of squished under all of this shaming around. Yeah. But I can't change that. I want to have sex and feels good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Right. So, you know, when the other gals are saying, oh, you should be with someone who's black, because yeah. I assume you mean that it's more pleasurable. Yeah. You know, you're immediately, something is kicked up. Like, yeah, no, that's yeah. bad. You know, yeah, yeah, can't yeah, have yeah. that. Yeah. No, no, none of that. Yeah. That means something bad about you. I can yeah. only have pleasure with someone if it's wrong. Not yeah. if it's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there was all this like twisting yeah, of self. And so the inner self was trying to help you seek in the end of the dream, which is the solution section. You're thinking to yourself, but I don't feel like I cheated, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like that. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is so much what you were experiencing with your parents. Like, but it doesn't feel wrong, but it doesn't feel wrong. Yes. Right. And, and, and no place to put this awareness because you know we really depend on our parents to reflect the world to us yeah properly yep. not their world mm-hmm. the world and all of our parents limitations are about reflecting their world mm-hmm. right like it's bad to enjoy sex well mm-hmm. actually no it's yeah, great right. if you can right and it's it's a big mystery mm-hmm. because it's something that's discovered between two people you know i would prefer that my kids had sex with people that they really cared about. They yeah. really cared about them because I think you can have more pleasure that way. Yes. Not because I don't want them to have pleasure because yeah. I have some puritanical idea about them then marrying that yeah, person, yeah, yeah. but because the connection means so much. Mm-hmm. And, and in this dream, it's like you, you don't get to have that connection because you have to choose someone with whom you can't be with mm-hmm in order to allow your sexual self to have the freedom to enjoy yes. it, yeah, right? So right. a huge piece is missing, mm-hmm. right? It's such an interesting um, 
series of revelations, you know, throughout the dream. Wow, never thought of all that before. I was just like, oh God, why did I dream of him, of all people? <laughs> yeah, well. And it was so explicit. You know what I mean? Yes, but, you know, that's the the, the face that you're making right now is still the residual shame yeah. that your parents put in you because yeah. there isn't anything revolting. Yeah. About having sex with someone who makes you feel good. Yeah. There's only their revulsion that it doesn't lead to procreation and marriage. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, how dare you enjoy yourself outside of the framework yeah. of what we say are the conditions of. And even then, your mother still never had any pleasure. So she didn't really know yeah. what she was talking about. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, it's kind of like physician heal thyself. Yeah. You know, I'll talk to you about sex, ma, when you know what it actually can be. Exactly. Um, but what you're doing is something that I have no interest in doing, but you wouldn't have had the wherewithal and she probably would have been furious, Mm -hmm. you know, if you had (laughs) confronted her (laughs) and said, you know, some of us like sex, not like you. I mean, it would have been world war 1000. Right. So I think, you know, uh, it's very much, we recover slowly from those kinds of injuries and being allowed to, you know, love the person who you love having sex with mm-hmm. is unfortunately in your story has been a very long road to find oh, yeah. her it's way very long and it you know almost felt easier you know well i really don't like him so i can have great sex yeah right which is when you think about it such backwards yeah thinking but it, it was you know inherited family of origin nonsense mm. Yeah, I did that a lot through my years in my yeah. 20s. I was single after that for eight, the next eight years. And you're right. I did have a lot of one nights and a lot of, yeah, no one knew about it. Like even mm-hmm. some of my friends, I can't even tell them because I'm so embarrassed. They'd be like, why would you have sex with him? Right. So I'm like, because I wanted to, right? Well, because he was not right. Yeah. So then I could enjoy myself. Yeah. It's just so mean to the self, mm-hmm. you know, to separate feeling close mm-hmm. and feeling pleasure. And you did without it for so long. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I just thought, I didn't know any better, right? In my 20s, for sure. Right? Well, it wasn't on you. You, yeah. were, you were taught. Yeah. Right? If you want to be bad. Yeah then this is how you have to do it. Yeah. I did a lot of it. My tw- like, I feel like I, because I talked to like, you know, some friends and, you know, they'll ask me like, how many people have you had sex? I'm like, I don't know. Like, is it a lot? Like, I'm afraid to say the number, right? Like to girls mostly, right? Yeah, you know? but you were on, you were basically trying to figure out a real enigma. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, this is the only way. And then of course you would eventually find out like, I might like having sex with someone I like a lot. Yeah. And that might actually be nicer because yes. I've I've completely circumnavigated this emotional yes. space and it's great, but it's not all that there is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if women also become attached to men as they sleep with them more. Yes. Right? Yes. So then you become attached to someone who you know isn't right mm-hmm. and whatever. And that's probably why you came up with the two-year rule, like as a escape hatch yes. for you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, actually. Yeah. That was smart. Yeah. yeah it was easier for me. Especially because usually I got ghosted, right? Like mm. usually like they wouldn't call me back. 
Mm. Like, oh, that's because you gave it too soon, right? And I thought, okay, or maybe they didn't like it. I don't know. I have no idea why they didn't call me back. A lot of guys, right? But mm. I was kind of used to that rejection. I didn't feel even rejected in a bad way. I'm like, okay, I'll just move on. There's plenty of fish in the sea. And but it was your decision. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like you were just choosing their own guys. So yeah, can... I totally was. Yeah. 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 In this episode with Emily, we have heard about a lifetime of self-criticism that stems from an injury that goes back to her early teenage years. Tune into the next episode to find out how it's going. <laughs>